Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Josh Rhodes, the founder of Crypto Y'all. What a fun name to say. A company that wants to help everyone understand the new technology driving the crypto sector forward in the market. He does this by debunking all of the daunting vocabulary associated with crypto. Josh uses the crypto flywheel framework to educate his clients on the best way to acquire wealth investing in cryptocurrency. The flywheel framework consists of appreciation, leverage, and cash flow. So once you understand how to use that framework, you will have an actionable strategy to grow your wealth. Josh, I'm really happy you're with me today. This is the first conversation I'm going to have about crypto, and I have a million questions for you. So thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. Honored to be here, man. So I'm really curious, you know, about how you got into this. First of all, like I said, the name Crypto Y'all is just classy. You know, I love it. I love how that flows, you know, like into your personality. I saw some of your, you know, what you have on your website and all that, and it just really works. So can you please give us a little bit of a background about who you are and what makes you so amazing? Well, thank you. That amazing is gratuitous, but I grew up in Alabama, Northwest rural Alabama was the first person in my family to ever go to college. Grew up really one generation removed from pretty extreme poverty. And fast forward without telling you my life story, I discovered crypto. Uh, I was a real estate investor, a small business owner. When I discovered crypto, I, it was it's not this big romantic story. I just, I, I saw a FOMO headline, just like everybody else sees about how much money somebody made. And I looked into it more and I looked into it more. And I had read this crazy book by this crazy guy named Robert Kiyosaki, you know, rich dad, poor dad. And I had become a real estate investor. And I learned the language. He had, he had basically primed me to understand assets and property, right? And so then when I found crypto, I was like, hold on a second. This is, this is like real estate. This is an asset class. This can create cash flow. It can be an accretive savings vehicle. It can build wealth and, and provide leverage. And I got really excited, but then I started going down the rabbit hole of the internet and like YouTube and Twitter and, you know, all the social media platforms and crypto is an awesome place, but there are, there are rats, there are snake oil salesmen, there are scams and smarmy stuff. And I thought, man, this is the greatest financial technology in history. Like it can change the world. It can bring billions out of poverty. It can set a lot of people free just by helping them own property. But Man, 
how can we merge this with like where I grew up with Southern hospitality and core family values and just like taking care of each other? How can we help each other adopt this without feeling like you got to look behind you, like you're going to about to get stabbed in the back by some charlatan on the internet. And so I was just like, man, when I grew up, my parents, if somebody would needed help, or if they were in the in my front yard at the front door, it was, hey, y'all come on in and stay a while. Like, let's talk this out as friends. Let's let's have a meal. Let's be a community. And so I was like, it's y'all. It's like, hey, it's crypto, y'all. So I, I started my brand Crypto Y'all because I want it to be that merger of good core values, Southern hospitality, but it's a global reach into the crypto financial framework and education. Wow, what a great mission. You know, what's really interesting about all this is that the deep dive I've been taking into this is not only seeing what people are doing with crypto here in the U.S., but I have a more international outlook. So I, so my wife is from Brazil. I was just in Brazil for practically the whole month of April, right? And one of the things I noticed was just how much crypto is being talked about in sure. these markets, you know, that we're, when we're not talking about the U.S. dollar, right? And when we look at other economies like Argentina, like Argentina's economy is practically in shambles right now. They have sky high inflation. They have this, uh, you know, just this incredibly poor economy that is not working for them. And there is now a big push for, well, you know, if I can't transfer my, if I can't transfer, transfer my Argentinian pesos to U.S. dollars so easily, then I'm just going to move it into Bitcoin and see what happens and watch it appreciate from there. Now, lo and behold, over the past couple of weeks, crypto has lost some of its value, right? Now, you know, the thing is, is that when you have a currency backed by a government, the government is going to do everything in its power, at least any rational government, should be doing everything in its power to keep that currency, if not stable, or at least get it to appreciate. That is not what's happening, you know, with crypto because crypto is, uh, you know, is governed just by market forces. So you're seeing 10, 15, 20% dips in hours not in days, not in weeks, right? How do you help people figure out why that would be a better asset class than say buying property or you know, like buying something commercial? I think it's the difference between in the journey of becoming an investor and not a crypto slot machine gambler and, the, and, and having a, an, a sophisticated uh, approach to it as an asset. And usually sophistication requires the element of time. So I try to help everyone understand that you must marry your time horizons with your investment strategies. So what, where we are currently in time obviously has many dimensions. So the first dimension of time you need to understand is like you're early, like the market cap of crypto of Bitcoin and the rest of the crypto industry is like one to one and a half trillion as you and I sit here and speak. Well, Gold that's been around for thousands of years, obviously, it has a market cap of 10 trillion. So we're about a tenth of the way towards being an, an equal with gold in 13 years of existence. So we're just really early. And anytime you're early and you're on the front end of something, there's volatility. So you only invest what you can afford, not just to lose, but like you, you just need to be able to invest money that you can allow to ride with the volatility. Now, time in terms of track record, if you look back over the last 13 years, 
Bitcoin, just Bitcoin. We can talk about the entire industry of crypto, obviously, but everyone knows what Bitcoin is. If you look at Bitcoin, its performance year over year is in the hundred of hundreds of percent year over year growth, not 12 to 18 percent like the S&P 500, for example, which is really like bellwether, you know, st status quo of awesome returns in the market traditionally. No, you got this awesome accretive, what many are calling the apex asset on the planet, that if you get it and you believe in it, then it's an awesome place to park your money as a long-term savings account or store of value. What are your thoughts on the, on the convertibility of crypto? Because right now it's, we're only now starting to see fintechs. And by now I'm talking like 2022, right? Shit. We're only now starting to see fintechs that are giving you, or at least try like trying to make access to your money just a little bit easier. Right. Because currently you can't go to a 7-Eleven and buy a candy bar with crypto. Right. You need to have some kind of intermediary. You need to have, you know, someone who's going to either front or do the conversion for you and provide that visa debit card so that we can use it, you know, at any at any, you know, type of store. Where do you see this going? Like, do, like, do you see this becoming as accepted of a currency as anything else? I mean, we've already seen what happened in like, you know, in countries like El Salvador where they tried to adopt it and they've been having, I wouldn't exactly call it a failure, but, you know, they've been having challenges. You know, it's been an adventure for them. Yeah. And I would say in the case of El Salvador, it just depends on, again, time horizon and how you look at it and, and what's a failure and what's a success. Are 100% of their citizens using it as a transactional currency day to day for every transaction? No, but we all weren't using iPhones the, when the iPhone one came out either. So there's a there's an adoption curve. And if you look at the adoption curve analysis for, that Fidelity Investment put out February of 22, people are adopting Bitcoin at the same, if not more rapid rate than cell phones, uh, hardware, cell phones, uh, technology or the Internet itself. And as you and I sit here, there are 44 countries sitting in the capital of El Salvador or somewhere in the country of El Salvador talking about Bitcoin as you and I speak as sovereign nation states, making it legal tender. Where do I think it's going to head? What I think is going to, I think Bitcoin, and again, this is crypto is a large conversation. It's like saying, hey, tell me about zoology, right? It's, it's a bit, there's a lot of caverns, a lot of different species. But in terms of Bitcoin being the transactional currency of our lives, I don't know. I think it's really going to be more of a savings account, more of a gold, more of a digital gold, something that we can almost like investing in real estate is the way I look at it. It's the way I've approached it since I got into crypto in 2017. And I think there's going to be other crypto technologies that come along. And I'm happy to espouse about which ones I think will potentially be that adoption in terms of like, what is on our debit cards, but you know, right now you can get a debit card and, and pay in crypto wherever you want to go. If you, if you're willing to pay taxes on every, you know, time you buy a candy bar, you you can do that with a visa card right now at any gas station, but every crypto, at least in the United States, it's viewed as property. So you've got capital gains taxes, short-term, long-term that you got to take into account. And every time you buy with that Bitcoin visa card, even if it's a Snickers, you're 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 selling Bitcoin. You're selling a, a piece of property. So it's not there yet. We've got we got to catch up from a legislative standpoint. We got to catch up from a regulatory standpoint. There's a lot of things that'll happen. But I think ultimately, what you'll see is the wealth of nations 
using this as a store of value at minimum. And then the efficiency or the utility of Bitcoin in, as, in terms of like actual currency, like the replacing the fiat native currency, that's up for grabs. I think we've got a lot of uh, learning to do, especially from a bureaucratic standpoint. What a great answer, you know, because I think what that assessment is really saying is that, you know, like we're getting there, right? You know, you, like you said, your Apple one didn't have the Apple wallet mm. right away. And now we just go and touch our phones to the gas pump sure. and, uh, you know, pay for your gas that way. And we weren't able to do that, you know, to three years ago. Yeah. It's, it's with NFTs. Like why do, why did we start with mutant zombie apes, you know, NFTs, you know, why did we start there? It's because we didn't have a language for it. And so now you and I are talking about mutant zombie ape pictures that are selling for 200, you know, Ethereum. And it's like, oh, we needed art to create hype and awareness and language so that now we can like sell real estate, but use NFTs and tokenize real estate in actual, you know, real world. Tokenize your house. Yeah. That's going to be, you know, because that's going to be the end, you know, the be all end all for it, sure. right? Is that, think about it, you know, like as soon as you have an NFT on your house, you sell it, you know, you, you know, you get a profit, but then anyone in the future who sells that property as well, you will still get a commission because that NFT was originally minted yeah. by you. Yeah, you'll, you'll be able to design the smart contract of property. Yeah. Like right now, if I sell you my house, then you sell that house to someone else. Uh, I don't get any royalties or commissions, but in the future. And as a matter of fact, again, in February in the state of Florida, the, the first home that was sold as an NFT or in the, with the smart contract blockchain was sold this year. And so it's just a matter of time before adoption on all levels and in all sectors and industries happens. Awesome. So tell me, how do you help? Like, what do you teach people to be able to understand cryptocurrency as an asset class and not just this new fad, you know, let me park a thousand dollars here and see what happens. Like, what are some of the basic tenants that you're, uh, that you're teaching that really helps uh, people understand what it is they're getting into and how to manage their asset correctly? So do you remember the movie back to the future? You remember, yes. you remember the flux capacitor? You remember you, the time travel is not possible without the flux capacitor. Well, in the crypto y'all ecosystem, the flux capacitor is what I call the crypto flywheel, you know, and the crypto flywheel is three things. And this is like my, uh, Jeff, I'm not holding back for your listeners. This is the, this is the pot of gold that I teach everybody. I help everybody navigate. And it's threefold, the crypto flywheel. If you're, if you're drawing a circle with three arrows chasing each other clockwise around the, around the circle, there's, there's three parts. Uh, part number one is cash flow. Okay. Crypto has properties that permit you to create cash flow. That literally means daily residual house money or dividends. If you're if you're familiar with stocks that pay dividends on a quarterly basis, you can participate in the world of decentralized finance and get paid daily on your capital. So that's cash flow. It's creating house money that we can go and do more with, right? We can expand our capital. Warren Buffett talks about the number one role of an investor is to protect their capital. Well, in the crypto flywheel, we're not only able to protect it, but we're able to expand it. So that cash flow acts as energy and oxygen for the rest of our net worth expansion, which leads me to the second part of the crypto flywheel, which is what I call appreciation. Just good old fashioned 
buy and hold. Like this is where most people actually start their crypto or investing journey. They buy something hopefully that they believe in, you know, like I bought Bitcoin and Ethereum in, in 2017 because number one, they were like, they were, they're obviously like the Coca-Cola and Pepsi of the sector, but they're the two largest market caps. But then the more I got into it, the more I bought of them because I believe in them as the scaffolding of the future. Well, I can use the cash flow to buy or strengthen my position in the things that I believe in, in the second part of my, my flywheel. This is the bedrock of my portfolio. These accretive assets that I continue to pile into uh, with my cash flow. And then the third part of the flywheel is the most exotic part. And it's the part that people really do not even understand that they have at their fingertips, which is leverage. The wealthy never sell their assets. They borrow against them. And this is where we take the assets that we are building up in the second part of the flywheel, and we use them as collateral to go buy not, not restaurant meals, not boats, not cars, not flat screen TVs, but we go buy more cash flow. So for so just to be clear, we're not talking about buying on margin. Not buying on margin. So I'll give you a great example. I took loans out against my Bitcoin in 2021 and I bought two rental properties in, in the real world that have cash flow. And I take the cash flow and I pay off the loan against my Bitcoin. And now not only do I own Bitcoin, but I own two more assets that are in a different asset class. The dirty little secret is that the crypto flywheel is transferable to any asset class that has properties that have the characteristics of assets that can create cash flow, that can be accretive, and that can be used as leverage. Absolutely brilliant, right? Because basically what we're talking about here, right, is not just the buying and selling, you know, like on a, on a E-Trade app, you know, and basically uh, most of our financial apps allow us to do it. Uh, you know, like I can buy crypto on PayPal now. I can buy crypto on E-Trade and of course Coinbase and, and FTX. Yeah. All those stadiums that have been named now after crypto markets. Super Bowl commercials, right? yeah. Super Bowl commercials, exactly. So what happens is when we're talking about this stuff, right, we, we are using this as a method for, for accumulation of wealth, but also uh, uh, being able to transfer part of that portfolio uh, so that you can use it to buy other things as well and therefore expanding your portfolio going forward, right? That's right, 100%. Amazing. How do you help people get started? Like, uh, like what are the first few steps you feel that people should be doing in order to get comfortable with what it is that you're talking about? Well, I'll tell you the step that everyone skips naturally and they take it for granted. And the first thing that, so I do a cohort with 15 people every month. It, it's my passion play. It's like my CEO sandbox. I love to help people have the Eureka aha moment, but people need more handholding in this arena. So I do a, a, about 15 people a month. I walk through a cohort. Very first thing they do before passing go, before collecting $200, before attending training sessions, they need to identify their ferociously specific desired outcome. What is it that you want from crypto on a material level? Do you want to pay off your student loans by December 31st, 2023 with it? Do you want to create $500 a month of passive income by July 2022 with it? Do you want to buy real estate with it by a particular? So I, I challenge everyone with a date and a dollar. You, you got to put a goal together with a date and a dollar. And then from there, you can actually do a lot of reverse engineering and a lot of math to help you. 
And it's not unlike all the other financial educators out there, you know, Dave Ramsey's of the world or whoever, although I don't necessarily subscribe to everything these guys teach, being able to identify your target. Because what a lot of people are doing, again, I mentioned it already, I alluded to it. Most people getting into crypto or even stocks for that matter are, are gambling. They're, they're just turning the crank on the slot machine, hoping that everything lines up on uh, on, on lucky sevens, right? And we hit the jackpot. And that's where most of the headlines and the mainstream media doesn't really help our cause. But what we really need to do is hit, you know, I played baseball growing up, played baseball in college. Like, hey, if you could just hit singles and doubles, you win championships. Like if you get into crypto investing and you learn how to earn $11 a day in passive income, that could be life-changing. And so I just want people to be able to set goals appropriately. And then we teach them the how, because there's some navigation, you know, unfortunately, because we are so early, you know, 3% of the world has a crypto wallet, 20% of Americans do. So we've, you're the encouraging note here for your listeners is you haven't missed anything. You're still in the early stage of the stages of this, this concert called crypto. So you need to adopt, you need to invest and get in, but consumerism and the consumer access part of it, it's not as easy. You know, there's a little bit of navigation. You need to know what a central exchange is. You need to know what a decentralized exchange is. You need a hot wallet. You need a cold wallet. There's some language that's a basic, you know, if you're a crypto curious person, you just need to be able to walk into the arena with your eyes wide open and support it. And so crypto y'all's ecosystem is there, hopefully to be the white knight, you know, the, the cowboy the Wyatt Earp in the Wild West. It's just kind of helping everybody live peacefully. You know, I attended a, a crypto conference here in Miami a couple months ago. And one of the core things that they talked about, you know, before the keynotes came on was, uh, you know, basically, they, uh, you know, they put everyone at ease. They're like, listen, if you don't know exactly what's going on, that's okay. Nobody here has more than three years experience. With this. <laughs> yes. Right. Nobody on stage, nobody you're sitting next to. Everybody is new to this. Right. So it is totally transformative. It is totally, you know, informative in that you can really learn something. Everyone here is going to be really helpful. Right. And one of the interesting things I found were a lot of the keynote speakers uh, happen to be ex, you know, big financial firm people. Right. Oh. You know, they were. And what was interesting was that it, it almost felt like they were following the money, right? But at the same time, you know, they were really, uh, you know, bringing up on the cutting edge of where our money is going to be going yeah. over the next 20, you know, 20 to 50 years, you know, like for the next generation. And I thought that that was really the biggest part. And the fact that, that going through, you know, like going through a path where you can actually learn about this stuff and it's not that hard. Right. It's not, uh, you know, you don't need to be a mathematician to do this. No way. You really, uh, you know, but I really like what you talked about with the, uh, you know, having a goal, you know, that's a dollar amount and a date. Yeah. Right. Because that is really key because otherwise you're right. You are just gambling and you're playing around with some money. And if it goes down, you know, like you suck. And if it goes up, you think you're great. So, yeah. you know, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Josh, can you please uh, let everyone know how they can learn more about you and how they can reach out to you directly? Yeah, well, you should totally just join my email list at cryptoyall.co. 
at any given time, I'll have a case study there or a free training or something you can opt into. And my email list is just kind of where I share my thoughts or I offer my best next step for you as a crypto curious person. And those next steps are usually things that are on the yellow brick road of crypto investing that I wish I would have had uh, when I was first starting out. Now I get to be the, the crash test dummy that everyone can just you know send down the road in front of them. But hopefully I can help you fast forward in your, your crypto journey as an investor and crypto curious person. Amazing. Josh, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. I love nerding out on this stuff. And I really appreciate you breaking down these concepts in the very easy to understand yeah, uh, language. Thank so thank you for joining me today. Yep. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.